Hi there, this is Terry, and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. In this chat, I've got JJ Villard, who's going to share how he ended up creating this sometimes cute, but mostly shockingly grotesque, JJ Villard's fairy tales for Adult Swim, which just premiered a few days ago, so go check it out. JJ graduated from CalArts back in 2005 and then immediately went to work for DreamWorks, working on Shrek 3 and 4, Monsters vs. Aliens, Peabody and Sherman, and Trolls, all of which are pretty much a 180 from what he's doing now. In fact, he's going to share what led him to quit DreamWorks and pursue projects more in tune with his personal style of animation. So since then, he's worked at Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and done freelance with pretty much every other studio out there. And some of the projects he's better known for include Party Legends, Uncle Grandpa, The Ridiculous King Star King, and of course, J.J. Villard's Fairy Tales. So let's jump right into the chat. Hi, J.J. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing today? What's up, dudes? How's it going? It's all right. It's all right. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's, we're in quarantine. We are the cockroaches of quarantine in the, in the animation business. We're the only people that have survived in show business. I like, I'm gonna consider myself a cockroach now from, from now on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do wanna talk all about uh, your new show with Adult Swim. But first, uh, sure. you know, you've got a ton of credits to your name, you, like editor, writer, animator, cinematographer, producer, etc. Before we yeah. get into all that, where did the journey begin for you? Where did this all start? I mean, I, gosh, I guess, uh, I guess, I mean, the very seed of it all was um, in high school, uh, I went to uh, LACMA with uh, just a, a, in a summer camp. I think I was like a freshman. And um, I was on this, this bus with this guy named John Teton, who was an animation teacher um, at Florida University. And... Uh, and I was like, you teach animation? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you can be taught how to do that? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, can you teach me? And he's like, he, it never occurred to him to have, this is so strange. I haven't said this story in fucking like two decades. So this is really weird. Oh, but I, uh, yeah, I never, it never it occurred to him to have like to do private tutor uh, tutoring um, with animation. And so we just went ahead and started doing it. At, uh, at at my high school, and um, yeah, that was the very beginning of uh, of my animation. And nice. uh, we did some stop motion with uh, I, I got a pack of marshmallows and some jelly donuts, and like the fucking marshmallows went in the middle of the jelly donuts and came out the the top. And um, we were using a lunchbox uh, to do that. And I don't know if you know what a lunchbox is. Yeah, but, um, it's, it's an old thing that can kind of help you with the frames <laughs> and stop motion. Yeah, exactly. And so that's that's what it was. So I, I recorded it on VHS tape and I would show it to people and make my own sound effects while it was happening. So like when the mushroom went, when the marshmallow went across the screen, I was like, and then when it went through the uh, jelly donut, I was like, yeah. And I did this for like my whole um, like uh, freshman class, which was like 65 kids and uh it was, it was pretty funny, but wow, that was the beginning. Confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was fun. I love, I love that your journey literally started on a bus going somewhere. Um, but yeah, when did was, you decide was, to really pursue this seriously as a, as a career? What was that point for you? Well, that was like, I think um, that was around sophomore year of high school. I was just like, I can't, 
do a lot of shit except draw. So I was like, I'm going to go to art school. Went to art school at, at Otis for a year. Then I, I, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't what I want to focus on. So then I, I, I applied to uh, California Institute of the Arts for the uh, character animation program. And that's when I was like, okay, cool. I, this, is, this is awesome. This is more me. And then it was in CalArts that I noticed out of a class of 45 people in, in character animation major, only four or five were getting work, which is a really low ratio. So that's when I, I, I zeroed in on, on I got to find fucking work right out of college to pay back for this shit. Because college uh, then was 35K a year, and it's, it's gotten way worse than that now. So what was that first gig that, that you got right out of college then? The very first job I got right out of college was um, at DreamWorks Animation. Uh, and it was like, I, I couldn't believe I, I got the job. It was only me and one other kid at CalArts that got the position. And it was a storyboard a storyboarding position. I got put on to Shrek 3. Um, my friend, Dave Derrick, he got put on to Madagascar, I believe. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was it. That was, that was the beginning. And I thought I was in heaven until the third year when I realized how miserable the directors and art directors seemed. Um, and, and I realized what the fuck I'm at the pinnacle of animation at DreamWorks studios. And, and th I was, I was starting to hate it. Why do you think they were miserable? Like, what were you seeing that showed that they were miserable? Well, what happened is, is like, when you go to DreamWorks uh, uh, Animation Studio, it, it's very corporate. And I just came from the most liberal school, maybe in the world, where, you know, nudity was common at CalArts. And uh, it, it just didn't matter if, like, students walked around naked or not. It was, it was all considered art. And, uh, and it was just, it was just mayhem at CalArts and then thrown into suit and tie, like wow. very strict and, and, and just like a very corporate setting. And another thing that I noticed at DreamWorks was like, uh, I, I didn't realize people, and I should have cared about money that much. And uh, that was another thing that was like a culture shock was just like, I thought we were all here for art, but that is by no means the case. We're here for money actually. Wait, so. Um, yeah. You, you just told me that it was extremely, there was extremely low rate of getting a job out of school. And you were one of two yes. people that went to DreamWorks. Why do you think you, DreamWorks. out of everybody else, got hired as a storyboard artist right away? Because um, I, I pretty much noticed it uh, at the end of my freshman year, how low the ratio was. Yeah. So I, but the, the fear and the panic started around sophomore year when I was just like, fuck, I got to get a job. You know, and um, and so that's pretty much what I noticed. I, I started really just saying, OK, I can be this like edgy kind of guy. But one thing that's going to differ from me is I am going to be prolific and I'm, I'm also going to keep that edge. So so I'm not just like one of the animation nerds in my in my class, because there's there's guys that like, you know, they really praise Glenn Keane and like um and james baxter and like all these fucking gnarly animator dudes that that wasn't my thing i i, I was into beavis and butthead i was into south park I, it didn't even look like my judge really knew how to do animation and that's what made i think beavis and butthead's pilot so funny was the animation was so 
shitty. So you, you, you like zeroed in, you like worked really hard, got this like storyboarding skill and then nailed it. So you're, and then you're at DreamWorks and you're like, Hey, everybody here is miserable. I need to, I need to figure out how to be happy myself. But then how do you go from DreamWorks to something like King Star King or, you know, JJ Village Fairy Tales, which is the exact opposite style of what you had developed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it, it by no means was it easy, but it was just like, it, it was just like that prolific work ethic that I had just, just went into like, okay, what, what is out there in animation that I love? And um, there was a show called Korgoth made by Aaron Springer, who's like one of the main dudes on SpongeBob. And Korgoth came out um, as a pilot for Adult Swim when I was working on Shrek 4. And when I saw Korgoth, I was like, holy shit. You can see it on YouTube. It, it's fucking bizarre and it's about a barbarian and it was violent and funny and, and the animation style was awesome. And, uh, and I was just like, where was this made? And it was sure enough, it was at Adult Swim. And I was like, All right, I need to fuck with these Adult Swim people. And so you just gotta like network, meet people. I mean, it's all important, you know? It's just yeah. like, it's, it's, just, it's just the game of show business. So, so tell me the story of how your fairy tales came to be then. Well, that happened by, um, uh, <laughs> I guess, I, I gave Mike Lazo, the creator of Adult Swim, a, uh, a zine of mine that was uh, based off of my sketchbook. And um, I guess he like looked through the zine and he saw this one page of mine that had a drawing of the word Snow White done in like a, a kind of like Disney, but horror style. And there was a, 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 a rabbit who was kind of evil and like some cat robots. I don't know. It was just like, an, just another one of my fucking weird sketchbook pages. And he called up the execs at Adult Swim and he just said, I want JJ Villard to base a cartoon off of this drawing. And then uh, I got in contact. Yeah. And I got in contact with him and he's like, what do you want to call it? And I was like, let's call it JJ Villard's fairy tales. And he's like, all right, let's go. And that's how it kind of moved. It really moved quick once, um, once he gave me the thumbs up. What the heck? That's so random. So how long was it, has this series been in development from that initial sketchbook page that you thought to share? So from to the, the sketch, yeah, that, that sketchbook page, it went to like, we did the script in about uh, a month. Um, we, wrote, we wrote three different outlines. Adult Swim picked one, then we wrote the script off the outline that they picked, and then from there, we, um, uh, I storyboarded uh, the script. And, and part of like storyboarding the script, I was just like, uh, I, I said to myself, okay, here's the thing. Adult Swim already knows me. They, they know I'm fucking, I, I deliver. If I, if I double the amount of storyboards for this, uh, for this pilot, maybe I can skip the animation process and go from storyboards to series. And that's what happened. I, I did like over 1500 boards for an 11 and a half minute cartoon where usually for an 11 and a half minute cartoon you get around 900 storyboards so so i did about 1500 handed them in and um and adult swim was like fuck yeah and i said hey that's a lot of storyboards you got in your hands what if we just go right to series and they gave me the thumbs up I hope, I hope that's what it says. Like there's a big stamp that says, fuck yeah, right on your storyboards. <laughs> Seriously. Oh man. It was just like, you so, know, it, it's, it's, it was a chance. 
So give me a pitch for uh, JJ Villard's fairy tales for somebody who hasn't heard of it or hasn't seen, well, it hasn't come out yet. So. Oh, okay. Jesus. I, I guess it's just like, um, it's, it's the grimace uh, of the, of the grim fairy tales uh, that we put together. We went and um, tried to deliver like a whole new perspective on what the fairy tales could be. And it was really challenging to, um, to do that. But uh, I think we, we delivered uh, highly. Uh, so I give it uh, A minus. A minus. Oh my gosh. So what's the weirdest thing that you have included in an episode that, that somebody can look out for? Holy shit. I mean, uh, each episode is, uh, is, is, uh, is absolutely uh, Can you give uh, an example different. of something? <laughs> I mean, for each episode, I, I feel like there's, there's like high and low marks. I mean, with Goldilocks, uh, I mean, spoiler, uh, her Goldilocks get ripped off um, her, her head. So uh, it, that, that's pretty terrible. Um, with uh, Boy Punzel, we, we flipped the Rapunzel and, and named it Boy Punzel. Um, you know, he's he's trapped in a in a dungeon uh, in a tower, like in the original cartoon. And um, to survive, he has to eat the blackheads off the witch's back. Um, uh, with uh, Little Red Riding Hood, um, you know, she's carrying a basket of narcotics when she's skipping through the forest, not um, a basket of food. Um, so she's a drug smuggler. Um, with Pinocchio, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm just so happy John Kasser, the, uh, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, did the voice of, of Pinocchio because Tales from the Crypt is my favorite TV show of all time. And um, to have John Kasser do that voice was just like a dream come true. So, other than storyboarding, what was your major involvement in the series? Like, what did you spend 99% of um, doing? Well, part of, the, part of the thing is with Adult Swim is that the budgets are ex- extremely low um, because you got to sacrifice adult cartoons um, and, and just having the freedom to do those um, with a very low budget. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I should be saying that, but fuck it. Uh, uh, compared to like what Cartoon Network cartoons get um, the, from the kids' side, yeah, we get a lot lower budget. So being that the creator has to wear a lot of hats. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the director, the art director, the animation director, and the character designer and storyboard artist. Well, there you go. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> it sounds like you don't have any time to breathe. Um, one no, thing no, I, it, it was 12, 12 hour days. Uh, oh my gosh. Days so I hope you're taking a yeah. little bit of a break right now. <laughs> Actually, no, I jumped like right as we finished, Netflix wanted to do a TV show. So uh, I honestly didn't take a break at all. So yeah, I, I just oh, wow. went right just, into you're just going and going with Netflix. One one yeah. thing I wanted to chat about you, and I think you're the perfect person, is is kind of the two different animation worlds. You know, I'm in I'm in animation school right now. I'm at, studying at Sheridan College, um, and oh, one thing that everybody kind of idolizes is like the Pixar and Disney and like the James Baxter, etc., of animation because everybody yeah. wants to have like perfection, amazing stuff, and then you've experienced that with dreamworks but now you've also yeah. you know you've got a whole bunch of series under your belt that are completely opposite like in, in right. fairy tales you have characters not even walking they're just kind of like hopping around on the screen up and down. yeah so so you worked at both kind of sides what's your take on this like as uh, for animation as a medium in, in general 
Yeah, I mean, look, some people love that that heavy corporate corporate atmosphere. You know, it wasn't for me. Um, uh, some people thrive in it. It just it was just too slow paced. It takes three years to do one feature. More than likely, the feature is gonna suck shit, like it did in Shrek Three. I, I spent two years on Shrek Three, and then the end result was just not a good movie. You know, I, I wasn't happy with it at all and and not only that like i only got a couple scenes in the movie and i was just like wait a minute it was like a re rekindling of my whole thought process of of animation so then i i was i had a lot of friends go to tv and and i and i i was meeting up with them on the weekends we're having drinks and and they seemed like they had more energy and they were more happy than me so i was like i gotta check out this tv shit and and sure enough i just got involved with tv and it's just like it's seriously like punk rock, man. I, I feel yeah. like it's just, it's so fast paced. It's, it's a bullet train with no brakes. And it's just like, you got to get the shit done. It, it, it gets looked at by standards and practices, but you're not going to get the insane amount of notes that you do get at DreamWorks. Yeah. So animation style wise, do you have any opinion over like, uh, you know, smooth, amazing Disney animation versus? I mean, dude, I like it all. I mean, yeah. I, like to, it's just uh you know with 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 modern animation like um i i haven't seen onward yet but i did see frozen 2 i saw frozen 1 i, I thought frozen 1 was better um uh but i i try to really just watch everything that that comes out unless it's angry birds 2 i, I can't put myself through that but, <laughs> yeah, that one actually pretty, but like pretty i did <laughs> It was really no, okay, I, I haven't seen it, but My... just from the previews, there's some there's some funny jokes that I was surprised at. Um, so, uh, no, uh, shit. how are you personally trying to push animation as a as like an art form or medium? Like, I know you're kind of the jokes you're telling are like really uh, adults, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and some of the and some of the scenes are pretty graphic. Like, how are what is what is in your mind when you're trying to push out what you want to see in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good question. I, I, I guess, like, I can't help it. When we're in the writer's room and we're writing episodes, we're just basing it off of what we laugh at in that writer's room. Um, you forget who's going to voice, to, like, act um, and, and voice what you're writing. So uh, it, it, it can be kind of nerve-wracking when the actual actor reads one of your lines and it's a it's a vulgar terrible line you're like oh my god i can't believe uh finn wolfhard from stranger things is about to fucking eat some blackheads and has to make chewing noises uh and and, and do that shit but i guess that's what makes the uh pushes the envelope um uh but uh, yeah i just i just think cute little charming characters doing gnarly shit is is funny i i just i just really just want to um make people laugh that's yeah. awesome. I like I like that you're just yeah. it's kind of just raw from from what you want to to put out there. You're not thinking about <laughs> how somebody else is gonna yeah. experience. So so what's yeah yeah well oh sorry oh go ahead. There are there are some limitations. I mean I mean we did get plenty of notes from standards and practices saying you've gone too far. I can't even you know you can't the band. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're right off the bat. Like they told us when we started fairy tales that we can't have any religious jokes, no sex jokes and no um, fart and puke jokes. So we went into the writer's room knowing that. And um, I was okay with that because I, I, I feel like limitations 
can make a cartoon funnier. If you look at Ren and Stimpy, the first and second season, there were so many limitations and, and look how funny that show is. It's like, it's so good, those first two seasons. So, so you mentioned Netflix, but what's next for you now after, uh, you know, uh, the premiere of J.J. Villard's Fairy Tales? Yeah, yeah. So um, the, the, the premiere is going to be May 10th. Um, I guess what's going to happen is Adult Swim just sees how it, how it does. And then they get back to me if I'm going to get a second season. Um, there is rumors of, uh, of uh, a King Star King special, you know. Um, oh, those are good rumors. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So that would be like something like a half hour special from what I was told. And then, um, but uh, uh, yeah, right now I am, I'm working on a new series for uh, adult cartoons at, at Netflix nice. as, as well. So um, that's just in development. It's on early stages and we'll see. All I could say about that is it's, it's, it's something that's, that's never been done in animation um, and, and not to say like, oh, it's a new medium or whatever. I just mean story-wise, it's something that, that has not been done yet. And I'm surprised no one has not pitched it. Yeah. So, so thinking back on kind of your career and, and all the stuff that you've produced and how you went to school and started on a bus talking to an animation teacher, what's your best advice for somebody else who kind of want to follow uh, a similar path to you where they're making their own stuff and it's pretty gnarly and they're getting opportunity? Yeah. Um, well, I, I could say a couple things like this might sound completely trite and, and superficial, but seriously, you got to follow your own dreams and, and, and that is it. And, um, and you know, when you're, when you're, when your soul and your gut says, this is fucking boring. I am not looking forward to going to work today. Yeah. That that's a big sign, you know? And, um, if that starts to happen, a, for for young people in college and graduating in their 20s you've got time to change that you know um i'm i'm 39 years old i've done a lot in this industry um and uh yeah it's it's just like uh you never know look when when king star king finished you know it, it was just sitting there and uh the show was canceled and i was just like fuck I'm no one to just sit around and let, let a show be canceled. We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that, in that cartoon. So I just came up with that idea. I'm going to start submitting this to film festivals. Wait a minute. I'm going to submit this to the Emmys. Who cares? So I, on my own, submitted this to the Emmys. And look what happened. It ended up being the first Emmy Award-winning cartoon at Adult Swim. Out of all the cartoons they made, like that was the first one. And um, you just never know. So, so you just got to go with your gut. Yeah. Listen to your soul, you know? So, so you listen go. to your soul, go with your gut. I think that's some really good advice. Is there anything else that you, you'd like to share in this chat as we kind of wrap it up? Well, I mean, um, it's important not to just get stuck in the bubble of animation. Like, you know, have some vices. Like, like uh, I do a lot of fine arts. I, I do a lot of illustration. I, I do other shit besides cartoons. You know, cartoons, are, it's my favorite medium by far. There's, there's no medium like it. It, it, it takes so much to, to do a good cartoon, but, but really just like, just branch yourself out of just doing cartoons and, and try to make a habit out of it. It's, it's hard to do extra stuff, but, but really try to push yourself. Excellent, excellent <laughs> advice. Well, unless there's anything mm -hmm. else you'd like to share, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a really insightful listen to hear how, how your journey's been. Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And Sheridan's a badass school. I, I know so many people from Sheridan. So, uh, so, so fucking kick ass there and, and you'll be fine. If you just like, there's a lot of good 
good uh, artists that come out of that school. Nice. That's encouraging to hear. Thank you. And uh, if you're listening, Hell if yeah. you'd like to follow JJ's work or check out uh, what he's working on, I guess you can do so by looking him up on Instagram. And I'm going to include the link to that in the description of this podcast. And be sure to look out for JJ Villard's Fairy Tales, which is premiering on Adult Swim on May 10th. Make sure you check that out. And that's all for now. So thank you so much. Goodbye.